Nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth. Mordecai Fishman is Managing Director at JSF Financial in California. Welcome, Mordecai. Thank you for having me, Veronica. Great to have you. So what do people typically say to you when they come to you and say, you know what, I want to invest in the movie biz? Uh, generally, they don't use the word invest. They say, I want to make a movie. Oh, An investment is usually predicated on, hey, I'm going to have capital, I'm going to put it to work, and I'm going to get a return. Very few people that want to invest in the movie business are doing it because they're looking at the return. They're doing it because they have a story they want to tell. They're doing it because their grandson wrote a script. They're doing it because secretly they really want to direct. Very few people are focused on the investment portion of it, at least initially. Interesting. So if you have a grandson who wants to be a star or wants to direct – Would you say this is a a good avenue to pursue if you're trying to help them and also maybe make them a star? Could it be seen as an investment in an individual that way? Uh, It's probably an investment in getting a lot of phone calls to grandma and holiday cards and lots of hugs and kisses. (laughs) But from a financial standpoint, probably not. Not so much. And someone's career potentially. Have you seen people break through this way? Just curious. Sure, look, there's many people, uh, in particular in the entertainment industry, are helped by family. Uh, Los Angeles is a very expensive town. The entertainment industry also is notoriously low-paying, at least initially. Uh, the, the stereotype of everyone starting off uh, as what they call a PA, running around and getting coffee for someone, there's an enormous amount of truth to that. But as you can imagine, that doesn't pay very highly. It is very oftentimes family support helps people get their start in the entertainment industry. Got it. So if people want to get into the movie game, uh, you know, even if they're not calling it an investment, how do they typically find out about opportunities? Generally speaking, they have to know someone in the business. If Veronica, if we think about investments as being, let's say they're predicated on three factors. This is how much capital I need. This is what I'm going to do with the capital. Here's my business plan and how I'm going to monetize it. And here's going to be the time frame in which I'm going to be able to go ahead and earn my return and have an IRR. The movie business is very, very difficult to quantify like that. How do you determine what's going to be in your movie? It's who am I hiring? Who's, how much am I paying for the script? What am I paying for what we call above-the-line talent, the director, the director of photography, my principal stars, and so on and so forth? What's my business model? The problem in today's day and age is not that we don't have enough movies. The barriers to entry are really, really low. In a prior generation, to make a movie required highly specialized and expensive equipment. Today's day and age, a 12-year-old with a phone can shoot a movie. The problem is, is how do you get that movie out there? What's your distribution channel and your platform? You could turn around and say your business plan is I'm going to make a movie and I'm going to show it in my living room and charge people admission. But odds are that's not going to be a good return on your investment. It sounds like a pretty risky proposition, no matter what, because it seems like there's so many factors. As a financial planner, my general advice would be don't invest in the movie business. That is correct. The risk factors are tremendous. Uh, Most of the time, you will lose all your money. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yikes. I mean, that doesn't sound like a good idea at all. 
If you do want to ignore financial advisors' advice, though, and still invest in the movie business, how much money do you think you need to do so? It's an open-ended question. It all depends on what segment you're looking at. Uh, generally speaking, you need a large amount of money. Shooting a movie is not a inexpensive proposition. More importantly, what a lot of people don't realize is making your movie is just the first part. Once you've made a movie, you have to market your movie and you have to distribute your movie. And both of those very oftentimes can cost as much, if not more, than what it costs you to actually produce your movie. So to get like a producer credit, I would imagine it depends on the size of the movie. But, you know, could you be talking tens of thousands, millions or is there any sort of guideline or range you could give us? Let's put it this way. To get involved in the movie business generally requires, and like any business, there's three things. There's going to be the financial capital. There's going to be what I'll call, for lack of a better term, the intellectual property or the content. Uh, in another business, that might be called the real estate. And then last but not least, is going to be the actual human capital. Is going to be the skills, right? So someone should ask themselves, where do I fit in on this? Is it that, hey, I'm a really talented screenwriter, and therefore I've got the skills and I can get involved in the movie business that way? Is it that, hey, I own a piece of content, to use the Hollywood term of art. I have the rights to a book. I have the rights to a life story. I own something that is a great tale that needs to be shown on the screen, and therefore that's going to be my entree into the movie business. For most people, they don't actually have that, that are not already part of the entertainment industry. Most people, Veronica, are going to be coming at it from the financial capital standpoint. That financial capital, if it's a very, very, very small indie lo-fi budget movie, it might be you only need a couple hundred thousand dollars. If obviously you're talking about an enormous blockbuster summer tentpole movie, uh, the budgets for those are in the hundreds of millions of dollars range. It all depends. We're speaking with Mordecai Fishman about investing in movies, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Join the Wall Street Journal at the Future of Everything Festival on May 21st to 23rd in New York City where diverse global newsmakers share unique perspectives on navigating a changing world. Immerse yourself in live performances, explore pioneering technologies, and indulge in the city's inventive culinary scene. As a podcast listener, enjoy 20% off current ticket rates with code PODCAST. Visit wsj.com slash f-o-e-f podcast to secure your spot. For more insights, enable the Wall Street Journal skill on any device with Amazon Alexa. Get all of our podcasts, as well as the latest news and market updates. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. We're back with financial advisor Mordecai Fishman, who's giving us tips about investing in the movie business. So, Mordecai, say you are going to invest. What are some questions you want to ask the people who are putting together this movie? I I would imagine you'd want to find out if they have a business plan to begin with. You definitely want to find out if they have a business plan. But I think the key questions on the upfront are going to be, what are the assets? And assets in Hollywood terms might be a little different than the rest of the financial universe. What do I mean by that? So when someone says, hey, I have a movie idea, the assets could be I've optioned a particular script. The assets could be I've already, I have attached, quote unquote, meaning I have commitments from particular individual pieces of talent to participate. So if someone says, hey, I have a contractual obligation that Steven Spielberg is going to direct, 
that's an asset that you can then turn around and monetize. Other classes of assets are going to be slightly more technical, are going to be something we call pre-sales. Hey, we've put together this package and we've already sold the distribution rights to Germany and Italy and Japan and Brazil and so on and so forth, and therefore we've already generated a future revenue stream that we can collateralize and borrow money against. Another class of assets that is extremely critical in today's Hollywood is going to be tax credits. There are all sorts of jurisdictions because they want to encourage filmmaking and movie making in their location will go ahead and give tax credits to productions that meet certain criteria. Those turn into assets. Some of those are refundable. Some of them are transferable. Some of them are even tradable. There is secondary marketplaces where companies can sell off tax credits that they've earned. All of those create assets. Those assets can then be collateralized to borrow money the general rule of thumb is you want to have at least 50%, if not more, of your production budget already generated before you even begin shooting. Excellent tips. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. Follow The Wall Street Journal on your favorite podcast app. Search WSJ on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and any Amazon Alexa device. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously.